batten down your bloody expectations for a sequel, Internet, because it's time for the Real Boys Podcast. I'm and I'm Crumple Nelson Donk. And welcome to our weekly rendition of Real Boys. Real bad films? Question mark? The show where we look at some of the shittiest and most shunted media, Moogle, from all the franchises <laughs> you know and love, and we are bang fucking on brand today, I'll tell you that much. If you batten down your expectations, does that mean you secure them? So you're telling the audience they should wait for a sequel. Yeah, because this one is definitely getting a sequel, particularly with all the bloody responses it got critically and commercially. (laughs) Michael, this week we're looking at the 2009 live-action adaptation of the very famous, written and created by Akira Toriyama, Dragon Ball series, (laughs) Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah, one day they'll get a live adaptation of an anime, right? Yeah, maybe. Wait, has it happened yet? No, not yeah. once. Not a single time. I'm really excited for this new Last Airbender mm. movie. I'm sure that'll work. I think they've been bouncing around like a live action Akira since like the early noughties, if not 90s, but it's sure. never, been, never been executed. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of live action Airbender, maybe this was the first one. Hey, <laughs> yes. It's a good point, Michael. And a good segue into talking about the uh, uh, bloody audience and critical reception of this one. Now, um, this should be no surprise to our audience members. This one is uh, pretty famously critically panned. Um, mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. out at a 15% on the old critical consensus on Rotten Tomatoes, Moogle. However, it seems Them's time. Morbius numbers. Yeah, they sure are. But it seems time has shifted the audience's perspective on this one, which surprised me a okay. little bit. Audience score are quite a bit larger, Michael. In fact, yeah. 5% because it's a 20% audience response. <laughs> I don't know. The audience is pretty forgiving. I don't think time's yeah, think changed much. I think that is forgiving for the standards that are set by yeah. this one, Moogle. Carrying over to the body box office. This one, really low budget. $30 million. Nice, clean and easy. Very, very, very low budget. Yeah, okay. I mean, I feel like we really need to get a better standard than what we have because most of our budgets are based on Marvel numbers. <laughs> yeah, well, we got it. I wonder if this was a decent budget. It's, it's no, thirty million is a small budget. I think it is right. Two thousand and nine. Yeah, I think it shows in this film mm. return on the global market. Moogle of 58 million. So, you know, you've talked about it before. Usually some of that's marketing money that's already been spent, not included in the budget. So there's a good chance that this didn't even even break even. Seems plausible that Uh, it could have, though. So that's better than I would have expected. Well, uh, not uh, not plausible enough to uh, spawn the two sequels that were Uh. originally planned off the front of this Ooh. one, off the back of this one, I should say, Moogle. No, Where were they before. Going? It was off the front. They were planning before they released it to do two more movies. Yeah, were they getting up to the freezer saga? Is there, like, any information? So all they've said is, like, and we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But all they've said is it would have been a lot more Dragon Ball Z rather than Dragon Ball Moogle. That makes sense. I mean, it was a pretty weird mishmash with the Asian <laughs> this time yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little uh, turn of the arc, Dragon Ball into Dragon Ball Z crossover happening here. Mm-hmm. That's a good segue into talking about the body top end cast of Ooh, this Ooh, just movie. the top end. Yeah. The creme de la creme of this glorious Call film. it the top five. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, which is five you know, works. I think much you can get it done in five. Covers off most of our main characters. Uh, in our lead role, very well cast, very well chosen. Um, you know, I think um, back in the day, back in the early uh, early noughties, we were all fan cast mm-hmm. of Jackie Chan as Goku. More for well, us, we, <laughs> we were. Uh, but more for us, it was fucking Justin Chatwin all along. Uh, from Shameless, two seasons of Shameless, he was in at this point, I think. Great show. A great show, but I don't know why that transitions him into being uh, Goku Mookle. Or should I say, uh, too horny Goku <laughs> Yeah which is like The antithesis of what Goku cares about <laughs> Literally the opposite uh, Next up we got old uh, Bloody Emmy Rossum Also at this stage from Shameless Fame Playing old Bulma Briefs And um, horrifically ADR'd Through this whole film Well actually I was watching the film I think everyone is actually Are they? Because I know it's Gohan definitely is. Goku yeah. seemed to be in some scenes, but maybe not others. Mm-hmm. So I think that like maybe a problem with outdoor shooting because all the outdoor yeah. scenes that got ADR'd. Interesting. But she's also kind of doing that whisper talk like this. Yeah. Uh, very cool ninja cat girl. Uh, not your typical <laughs> bloody Bulma though. You see her hair's not blue, but she does have a bloody blue streak in her hair, so you know mm-hmm. she's Bulma. <laughs> it took a while to be honest because she's just flicking around and you're like, uh, 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 yeah. I think that's Bulma. <laughs> no, no, no. But every character in this film it tells you who they are very shortly after you see them mm-hmm. just in case uh, because you definitely aren't picking these out of a crowd of a Dragon Ball cast, Moogle. Yes, exactly. I think it's the right choice. Next up, uh, in her first feature film main role, we have old bloody Jamie Chung. Old bloody Jamie Chung. Old bloody Chung. Jamie Chung. Quite young friend in this film. Uh, friend of the podcast, Jamie Chung. Good to hear from you, Jamie. Jamie, hit us up anytime. We'd love to speak about any of your filmography because it was all downhill from here, Moogle. Uh, but yeah, turning in an okay performance as Chi-Chi. I don't um, think it was downhill. No. It just wasn't particularly up. Straight into Sucker Punch off the back of this one. Yeah. That's sort of step up. Actually, she did quite a bit in like that Lots period. Of voice she was in Hangover Part 2 for some reason. Oh, and The Hangover. Was she someone's wife? Must have been. She might have been the wife of the guy that keep getting lost. Oh. Or, yeah. Or the tooth guy. Look, I don't know enough about this to care. I yeah. should stop talking. Yeah, maybe Tooth Guy, actually. Uh, speaking of not caring, moving right Old along uh, to our uh, third or fourth main character. Our bloody antagonist for the film, Mukul. Uh, a man who was really inspired by Shakespeare. and said He said in an interview, Piccolo's a real Shakespearean character because he's playing Piccolo. Wow. It's bloody James Masters taking himself way too seriously and caring far too much about the role, Mukul. Yeah, look, you went for it. Uh, you, you can't disrespect that he no. must have loved it as much as you imagine you trying he to did. go for the role apparently the uh, producers wanted to make piccolo more handsome but him and the uh him and the makeup artists went behind their back to make him look <laughs> angrier and more true to the original character and master said wow. better to have tried and lost my job than to not have tried at all yeah, that's actually... I've seen a couple of interviews with James Masters. I think pissing off directors is his main thing, which oh, probably explains his career much. overall. Yeah. <laughs> it sure does. Uh, and then finally, uh, two more that I think are worth mentioning. Uh, Chow Yun-Fat playing Master Roshi. Yeah, um, I was well very cast. pleasantly surprised. He comes in at the perfect point in the movie yes. where you've already given up. You're like, oh, Chow Yun-Fat, sick. Oh, thank God. Some comic relief. Any amount, because this is just droll as fuck. And Goku yeah. is not a fun character in this one. And then no. finally, we got bloody June Park playing cool boy Yumcha. Yeah, not bad. Not yeah, bad. but just not here. Just they, he's, he's there. But he's just there. He shows up and he's got nothing. They really, really fucking fast track his bloody storyline. Yeah, they definitely do. But hey, look, I'm happy they did because that gave us that sweet, sweet one hour, 15 minute runtime. <laughs> 
very, very consumable, this one, Moogle. You're right. An hour 15, I think an hour 20 if you're running credits, hour 25. But yeah, mm. I timed it to 115. This thing takes no time at all to get through. Thank the sweet, sweet guys, <laughs> Michael. Thank the guys. <laughs> the, only, the only good job in this movie was in the editing room. The mm. old god of destruction tore out a good portion of this film. And even that, I don't think... It was for the benefit of the film. It was, uh, to his credit, uh, to destroy the film even further. Yeah, it's probably for the mercy of the audience. Mm, speaking of mercy for the audience, uh, I think we've shown them enough. Let's get into the fucking nitty gritty, the details of this wonderful adaptation, Dragon Ball Evolution. DBE, as they refer to it in the film. You see, bloody the dragon radar. It looks for Dragon Ball energy mm-hmm, and Bulma goes, mm-hmm. ooh, DBE, that's a catchy title. Uh, well done fuck you well done what's the plot Michael that's perfect because like I think a really important thing is you definitely care more about Dragon Ball than me 100% Um, yeah like I like it I watched it a fair bit of it and I think it's pretty good Mm. Uh, Dragon Ball Super is really good Dragon Ball is really good Dragon Mm -hmm. Ball Z is a piece of shit Uh, Mm -hmm. but it's fun to watch it certainly drags, and yeah, you're right. If you're going to go back and watch DBZ, you, you go back and watch DBZ Kai, where mm. they cut out all the fucking filler. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot. Unofficially or officially? Officially. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, yeah, no, that was an official. Um, to make it more in uh, in line with the manga. They looked back and they were like, look, we don't need to do filler while they're writing the manga anymore. We yeah. can, we can <laughs> yeah. actually we just, can just cut a lot it. of this crap out. Which is literally what they did, and it's a fundamentally yeah. better watch and way more consumable, Merkel. Really? But I want... I want my 72 minutes of Goku screaming uh, at Freezer. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 sorry, I was just doing a death scene. Uh, it was, uh, look, it was good, and I think I even knew the character was dead, but I'm going to have to cut it because it was far too sexual. So yeah, in my yeah, headphones. yeah, you're right. That's fair. Apologies, audience. That was, uh, that was pain, not <laughs> pleasure. Although sometimes there is a confusing distinction between the two, Moogle. Mm, all right, moving right on. <laughs> Speaking of confusing distinctions between pain and pleasure, let's go through the plot of this movie now. Um, so this movie starts off as like all great movies start off. Oh yeah, with like an opening cut scene with a voiceover. A that, thousand yeah. years ago, a time before man could remember or something. Many yeah. could remember or some shit, right? Which I think is two thousand years. I'm pretty sure they established it as two thousand years is when the timeline of this starts. I don't think many could remember two thousand years ago in their defense. Well, well incidentally, Merkel. <laughs> Maybe some, but yeah. So there's a voiceover just explaining why Piccolo will be the bad guy in the movie yeah they also dropped this weird sort of like herring i'm not gonna call it red herring but they dropped a herring about ozaru his disciple who disappeared yeah they didn't clarify why piccolo dying made him disappear but he's gone and piccolo's upset for reasons about Uh, that but there's a prophecy which means piccolo is gonna come back except it's not a prophecy he just has come back i think they say he's like oh no he's back yeah that's weird right yeah so so the, the end of this cutscene completely talks about how uh, a Mafu band, uh, which is, you know, an evil... Oh, what's it called? It's called the Evil Containment yeah, Wave in the dub. And I am a dub watcher of the Dragon Ball series. Apologies. Any subbers yeah. on the bloody call. You're a dub wub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any subbers on the call. The phone lines are dead subbers. Sorry to hear. Oh, no, that's all right. Uh, I think we, we disconnected them after last week when they got that <laughs> surprise call. Merkel. I loved it. That guy should have talked longer. You don't be shy next time you call in, audience. Oh, I'll see. Uh, yes, so title card done. Piccolo's a bad guy. He's mm-hmm. gone. And maybe something bad will happen because there might be a prophecy about him coming back for maybe. reasons. For some reason. Um, and then we cut to our boy, 
Goku. Ooh. Yeah. And and Dragon Ball Z fans, you may not actually realize this, but in Dragon Ball, which mm-hmm. this seems to be based on, yes, he's a child. He's a very tiny twelve-year-old boy. Yep. But here, he's a twenty-seven-year-old teenage boy. <laughs> yeah, a twenty-seven-year-old, eighteen-year-old for sure. Omuko. Yeah. And. He's with his grandfather, Gohan, who's alive in this for some reason. <laughs> That's in line. At the start of Dragon Ball, Grandpa Gohan uh, has just died, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, he's you never see him flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, he's alive for some reason so that he can teach him this bullshit rule. Yep. First rule, there are no rules. Yep. Now, that may sound like a throwaway line that's useless, guys, but don't worry, it comes back. <laughs> He's bloody foreshadowing it. Yeah, they're bloody <laughs> fighting on tightropes. He says, Michael, you're right, the first rule, there are yeah. no rules. And then he's like, right, first one to touch the ground loses. That's a fucking rule. That's yeah, yeah, just yeah. a big rule. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a rule. I didn't even pick that up, actually, <laughs> now that I think about it. Because, yeah, there's one rule. Is there no rule in getting the object of the game? I That's a goal. Know. That's well, a win condition. The first rule is there are no rules, and the second rule <laughs> is if you touch the ground, you lose. You lose. You lose hard. Yeah. But because I'm going to airbend you for some reason. Mm, yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's just fucking talk about it right now. We're going to ruin all of this. We're going to spoil all of this because it's not worth watching. Or is it? We're going to tell you later. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying nah, this is a bad I'll movie. wrap up the plot. We can get into it because this will be like a 40 minute conversation. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. You're let's right. just, I'll start doing footnotes for the plot because it really is a footnotes plot. There's no reason to go too deep. Essentially, he's fighting with his grandfather, Gohan. Ooh. He's about to become 18 now, um, and he's coming of age, and that's really important. Cut to Goku, going to school, he's getting bullied, and mm. it's actually like just the plot of most newer Superman origin stories. He's a tough yeah. time. He has a little conversation with old Grandpa Gohan. He goes, yeah. I'm different. And Gra- Grandpa Gohan's like, no, you're special. Which is never the right thing to tell a kid. Nobody's special. And then and he, he is, to be fair. Goku rightfully is like, well, <laughs> is he special? In a lot of ways. Uh, and then Goku's like, no, I'm different. And can you just teach me some fucking life skills? Like, how to hit on someone. <laughs> and he's like, nah, don't worry about it. Remember your training. <laughs> yeah. He bad. shouldn't. He, bad grandfather. I don't know why. You shouldn't ask your grandfather to help you hit on people. That's 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 on you, Goku. That's You're 18. You'd have figured figure. it out by now. Ah, the and internet's there. It's 2008. Well, and incidentally, 2008, 2009, the, the tools we had for bloody attracting the opposite sex or even the same sex was being a stalker and fucking staring at people. Yeah. Just oh, so much eye bloody touching. Eye touching? Yeah, touching, I don't think touching touch people with your eyes, eyes from looking. Yeah, he's like he's like Mopey. There's like yeah, he he's looking at the girls. He's getting bullied by guys. He's oh. upset because he can't punch them yeah. because again, he's Superman, not Goku in this because it's mostly a Superman story. Yeah, that's right. The big bully played by Texas Battle. What a fucking name! Actually, that's pretty good. Yeah. I like him more now. <laughs> I'm fun. What's the character name for Texas Battle? I think it's like Butch or something. It's something real dumb. It's it should not, just it's be like, let name. me use my real name. Trust me, you won't be upset. Yeah, like if I saw a bully named Texas fucking Battle, I'd be like, yeah, no, he's. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 Texas Battle is his real name. His character's name was Carrie Fuller. Oh, God. Yeah. No, Texas Battle, please. Design that shit out to me, Vanilla. Thank maybe IMDb swapped those two around. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Surely his name was Texas Battle. Um, but yeah, so he's just at school. He's being an idiot. Um, Chi Chi's there. Yep. Um, and she's a girl who's exactly his age in yep. his school. Yep. 
Um, she notices that he can do key because, again, he's stalking her that one time yeah. and then he just smashes her locker open, yeah. which is dumb because he lockers. proved in the previous scene he couldn't control his key at all. No. So all of a sudden he tries to use it in front of this girl that he may kill. Yeah, and we'll get to it, right? This is a big point of yeah. Goku's motivations and what really unlocks your true potential, Mukul. Yeah, horniness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, too horny. Too horny. Yeah. He uh, sets himself out as different to everyone because the history teacher asks him what what happens when there's like a full eclipse, mm. full lunar eclipse or full solar eclipse? Solar, full solar eclipse, eclipse, I think it was. Or lo- no, it makes more sense to be a lunar eclipse, but six of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, solar makes more sense because the moon's in front of the sun. Oh, That would it? be the most powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 100%. Get all those blutz waves. Mm. Uh, and he tells the history teacher, he's like, oh, well, you've got to be scared of Namakeans. That's what my granddaddy Kahan told me. He calls them like namkins. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Like yeah. fucking napkins. And it's it's Namak... Ugh. It's Namekians, but that's See, cool. See, it's hard, Nelson. That's it's fine. not as easy that's as you would say. <laughs> Goku gets invited to a party by Gigi. And this is kind of where the plot finally starts to crux, okay? Ooh. Because at this time, we have a quick cut to the fact that Piccolo, for some reason, he just got out. Yeah. And he's got Mai, um, who is not really characterized very effectively. Uh, yeah, so, so Mai is part of Emperor Pilaf's crew in the anime. Uh, Emperor Pilaf and Shu, uh, the mm-hmm. little dog man and the little gremlin man, nowhere to, nowhere to be seen. Just Mai, uh, and Mai has no character. She is just like Piccolo's... <laughs> Like, apprentice. <laughs> More so than Azaru. Yeah, disciple. Yeah, She's yeah, doing yeah. fucking work for him. She's getting around. She's getting her fingers dirty. She's helping him find Dragon Balls. Azaru yeah. hasn't even fucking shown his face. No, because we don't know. Because Piccolo's hunting for him for some reason that no one's ever explained. And they're afraid of this for reasons that Ooh. aren't explained. Oh, 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 oh. But yeah, he's hunting for Dragon Balls. And it's Goku's 18th birthday. So Ooh. Gohan gives him the four ball, which um, is the one that he's kept for him until he's 18. Yes, and accurate to the manga. Ah, one out of 49,000 ain't bad, Nelson. Damn right. Or she say one out of 49,000. I think it was over 9,000 if I remember correctly. It sure but was. <laughs> um, I know you do you that. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, I just want to make sure the audience knows because I've already cut you down once. Yeah, good, good, good. <laughs> Um, Stop cutting me down. Start cutting this fucking film down, Michael. I'm trying to. Uh, so Goku gets invited to a party mm. and he ditches his grandfather Gohan for a pretty girl at a party. Sure does. And speaking of beating off, as I may have cut to several times in this Ooh. instance, he finally beats up his bullies and he shows them what it is. Mm. In a pretty good scene we might touch on, but we won't now. Uh, yes, I'd really like to talk about that one. Um, some interesting uses of slow motion throughout this whole film, Mookle. Yeah, 2009, right? I yeah. think that was probably the vibe You're right. back then. <laughs> You're right. Post-Matrix. Yeah, way post. Like, post-Matrix enough that mm. the slow motion effects were cheap enough for bad movies to start doing Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were coming out of the trend well and truly after the fact when it became affordable and everyone yeah. had moved to other forms other than wire work as well. Yeah. And the audience may be starting to wonder, what what is this plot? Because we've started talking back and forth quite a bit, which I've mm. loved. But... Let's just wrap it all up really quick. So Goku and Chi-Chi, they have a chat. For some reason, she's really into him because she Mm. knows what key is and she likes that. And then... She's different too. Yeah, she's different. Uh, Goku's getting his horny on. He's like, yes, I finally got the girl. Classic Superman trope though. Like he kind of like just avoids his grandfather in his time of need. Mm -hmm. His grandfather gets attacked by Piccolo and Mm -hmm. Mai. They straight up just kill him. Uh, No one's one's really upset. Yeah, Yeah, what? What, Nelson? Oh, just, just I thought you said something about 
For death? Very cool. Which means it's time for death. You're going to love this. Death guy. I will make this world beautiful once again. It's unreal. How is he generating that much power? It's time for death count. The segment where me and Michael count how many things, people, and animals died in the fucking live-action adaptations we're watching. Speaking of death, I think I've killed my vocal cords and I'm no longer doing a podcast. Oh, there you go. Well, I've killed my will to live by watching this film, Moogle, but uh, not as much as this film's killed other people. As you've mentioned, <laughs> start of the body film... Wait, the film itself has killed people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that, that it's... That it, that's, it's, it's led it's, to the it's, death. Yeah, it's played a part. Um, Move over skip trace more people have died due to dbe somehow well i can't confirm that Mookle. i'm not no no actual deaths in this one as you've mentioned right at the body start goku too busy being haughty at a party being an 18 year old boy mm-hmm, mm-hmm, senses mm-hmm. something bloody bad's going on oh no piccolo's back and he's only just bloody force choked bloody grandpa go hard before bloody throwing him to the ground and then ooh, crunchity crunching a house with his hair not quite dead he stays alive for just enough time for Goku to get home and then for him to tell him, uh, Piccolo's back. Uh, dead, Moogle. Oh, not Grandpa Gohan. I'm so surprised. It's so sad. It's so sad. But that's not bloody Piccolo's first murder, Moogle. See, we've seen him bloody earlier floating about in his little chubby airship with his best friend Mai. Gets a bloody red smickety smoke ball in his hand, drops it down, and bloody destroys the city to find a bloody dragon ball. And, uh... Piccolo isn't a very efficient man, except when he wants to very specifically kill one person. Because mm-hmm. uh, next up, we got a fuckload of fish. Oh, Piccolo's still looking for his bloody Dragon Ball. Smookity, smookity, smoke. Bloody evaporates an entire lake to go and find it. <sighs> Lots of fish is dead. It's silly, silly fish. Too dependent on water, Moogle. Oh, it's really cool. I literally blanked that scene. Yeah, it was a nothing fucking scene. Like, every <laughs> scene that Piccolo gets a Dragon Ball, it's just like, destroy something, then grab it. And that's it. That's the two Dragon Balls he gets. Next up, we got bloody Goku and crew. They make their way to the top of a volcano where one of the bloody Dragon Balls is Moogle. <sighs> But they're not out of the woods yet. They're bloody right in the thick of it, right in the heat. They're on the hot plate. There we go. There's a fucking segue for you. Because Mokul, bloody Piccolo donates his blood into some fucking vials, which apparently gives something life. And in comes a bloody mm-hmm. slippery, shitty-looking CG fucking disposable enemy that Goku cuts in half 12 times. It bloody grows back from those halves. He chucks them on bloody the lava to make a little little bridge over the lava so he can get to the Dragon Ball. Yeah, real sociopathic. Yeah. Yeah, super lucky that they are resistant to lava as well. Yeah, well, yeah, how's that work, actually? Don't like, worry what would about happen it. if someone actually jumped in lava? Do they? I assume you hit bit? it and you burn, and then over time you would just, like, on the surface disseminate? Yeah, it seems about right. Because it's like lava's quite thick, right? It's not mm. water. Yeah, it's viscous, right? Mm, it's like goo. True. And they were weird because they could regenerate, right? Like, that's how yeah. they had to throw them in the lava in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I that's think it's sound. <laughs> mm. Well, what's not sound is we keep going through this bloody plot. Uh, we've got to get the Dragon Balls before a certain period of time, before the bloody solar eclipse, Moogle, because that's when the prophecy is going to happen. That wasn't a prophecy at the start of the film, yep. but halfway through they decided it was a prophecy. Yeah. And bloody the next person to die, old Mutin Roshi. Tries to do the old bloody. Tries to do the old Marfabar evil containment wave to Piccolo, but mm-hmm. just in the middle of the containment wave, Piccolo, ooh, he's up to his no good red smoke games again and 
<laughs> makes a little smoke ball and shoots Master Roshi, which was enough to kill him and stop the Mafuba in progress. Mukul People Roshi's. are very killable in this film. Oh, yeah. People are very, very killable. They're very killable in Dragon Ball as well, ah. People be dying all of the time in Dragon Ball. Okay. Not Saiyans, but people. The population of the Earth gets real fucked up. Well, Saiyans in this be dying all the time. Oh, yeah. But Roshi is a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for that. <laughs> but, you, but, but you're right. Saiyans do be dying because our next fucking death, it's Goku. Actually, that oh, was before Roshi. Sneaky, 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 sneaky. He gets bloody hit with a bloody phaser shot from Mai, which makes no sound and not really a big impact, but boom, he's dead. Uh, probably happens before Roshi. Don't worry about it. Uh, then we've got bloody Mai uh, killed the same way by bloody Yamcha. She pulls a gun on Bulma. Turns out Yamcha and Bulma are in love because they've talked twice. We, we love Billy. They had a little bit, actually. They had a couple of like parts where they were like chumming up together, actually. Yeah, their relationship is far more realistic than Chi Chi and Goku's. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely healthier. Yeah. Mukul, if not a little bit rushed. But uh, let's like talk about these like phases as well. Because mm, like every time it's just this. It's a. So every time they're shooting a gun, which shoots this slow, kind of weird puke green orb, which has no sound. And makes no impact when it kills someone. Every yep. time someone died because of this, it took me three seconds to blink in and go, oh, they're dead. It wasn't even a featured thing throughout the film. Like, it wasn't foreshadowed. It just kind of no. came in towards the end. Yeah, just Mai always kind of had one, was all that it was. That's how she'd kill people a bit, but sure. not always. Yeah, well, she didn't kill anyone else, Mookle. She's not got a single death in this death count, except for maybe Goku. Um, but mm. bloody Goku maybe is not so dead after all, hey? Oh, hey, really? Hey, the protagonist hey. didn't die. Yeah. And then finally, we have our bloody last death, Mookle. Soul of the industry. Yeah, bloody Piccolo. Um, mm-hmm. uh, James Masters, the soul of the industry. Uh, Piccolo gets <laughs> uh, bloody shot by Goku with a bloody full fist. Uh, he, he leaps through the air and shoots a shit beam out of his fist. Then he flies uh-huh, through uh-huh. the beam that Piccolo shoots, and that's enough to take out Piccolo. Oh, 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 oh. But Roshi and Piccolo aren't dead. Roshi gets wished back from the fucking grave with the bloody Dragon Balls. Remember, there's one wish. Whoopity, whoopity, woo. Shit Shenron that looks like a fucking uh, Mortal Kombat. Annihilation fucking uh, CG creature. But not even, because, like, at least Mortal Kombat could, like, create a Chinese dragon effectively, mm. whereas Shenlon in this, for some reason, is just some weird, derpy, surprisingly thin European dragon from, like, Inkart yeah. or something. He just, he's, he's sh- short and small. He yells but at long them. and thin. It's yeah. a weird combo. He's just, it's all wrong. The dimensions are all off. I said he yells. He growls at them and shoots out some fucking shitty, wispy smoke like oh, every oh. fucking thing is in this to save yeah. Master Roshi. Master Roshi, in turn, bloody, I don't know, summons some energy from the sky and fucking re- restarts Goku's heart. He c- no, no, no. It's even worse than that. He Kamehameha'd. Gohan awake. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because it's a healing thing now too. I think Roshi actually does that in Dragon Ball Super. Sorry for the spoilers. Yeah, maybe. I was thinking like, (gasps) does this work here? But I wasn't sure. Goku does it to Roshi. Kamehameha for sure. Mm, No, no. I'm thinking about a different part in Super where Hit kills Goku and Goku shoots a Kamehameha in the in the sky. After Hit leaves, it comes down and hits him and restarts his heart. Yeah. 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 Okay. So there you go, buddy. Travel Evolution, not a waste. Went on to a better series. Yeah, perhaps. Yes, okay. Yes, yes, yes. And then he bloody brings Goku back to life. And that's fucking Death Count. Death Count went longer than I anticipated. So, yeah, I didn't expect it to go that long, to be honest. Um, sorry, buddy. 
<laughs> That's all right. I'm not going to do anything with it. Don't. Silent death count. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to mute the audio from just when the hire, death count's I'll, about. I'll hire someone who doesn't know how to make CG. Uh, yeah. Make a CG fucking death count for you, mate. <laughs> and great death count because oh, it also summed up the rest of our plot. Little recap for everyone who mm. didn't quite get there. Two horny high school kids, Goku yeah. and Chi Chi. There's Dragon Balls involved. Yep. Gohan had the Dragon Ball. He gave it to Goku. He yeah. got killed, so I guess he served his purpose. That's all right. Get out of here. Piccolo wants those Dragon Balls. <laughs> Mai's also going to be helping him, but she's not really a person in this movie at all. <laughs> they hunt for Dragon Balls. Along the way, he picks up Bulma, he picks up Yamcha, and yep. he picks up Master Roshi as well, and that's pretty much all it is. There's not really much plot, and then some Dragon Balls happen, and then Goku makes a dumb fuck up, yep. and then all of a sudden Piccolo's got everything he needs, and then they defeat him in the end, and then Shenron does whatever. He does. Mm. Do you smell that, Michael? No. Smells bloody. Smells like baked goods because that's a real fucking cookie cutter plot. Yeah. And again, mostly the start of it was Superman yeah. from Smallville. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. Which is very much the Western idealization as well of Goku as yes. a character, right? Very true. Yeah, yeah. I did think about that. I was uh. like, yeah, everyone always compares them and they do have a lot of similarities, especially. When dubbed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Speaking of similarities, Mookal, I think it's time to body here from our sponsor. Ooh, yes, Nelson. Very excited mm. to welcome back partner of the show, Ooh. Silky Sieve Ooh. from the Silk Emporium, a delightful jazz bar and store near mm. you. Now, Mookal, I actually went and checked out this jazz bar over the weekend. Hey, uh, that's you, very exciting. You showed me the actual location, something I was unfortunately unable to do to you or for you during our Crunchy Stew run. Yeah, just around the corner, am I right? Uh, look, it was quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd said there was money coming in from this, Mookal. I've not seen a lot in the way of sales coming out of that shop in the brief time I spent Why there. did he show you his books? Just you walked in and you showed the books. That's fascinating. Or were you just watching the sales? I was just watching the sales, mate. I don't okay. have much to do in my spare time. Yeah, I just look, went and parked out the front. I didn't understand the concept of the shop either that it would work in this area. But Steve quickly told me exactly how ignorant I was. And, mm. and when he explained to me exactly what he's doing, it made me much more comfortable. But you know okay. how it works with businesses. Okay. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a couple of weeks, if not a couple of months before, um, you know, business really starts rolling in. Okay. Well, it was all a bit eerie for me, Michael, and that sounds vaguely familiar. But uh, everyone will be right back with Real Boys, Real Bad Films. Question, Jack. Hey guys, don't know the first thing about jazz? I understand it can be a bit intimidating to the layperson. That's why I'm pleased to announce that every Thursday at the Silk Bar, we'll be holding a jazz seminar hosted by yours truly. And to sweeten the deal, we're going to be turning the basement of our building into a community jazz library. Simply bring any jazz record you have from home and take one of ours so that you can really expand your repertoire. I'm actually going down to the basement right now to get everything set up. Ah, that made me feel uh, uncomfortable, Michael. A little bit eerie. 
Yeah, look, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. It felt pretty good to me. Uh, I think everything's well on track with that investment, Nelson, Mm. if you you don't mind if I say so myself. But uh, speaking of an unsound investment, let's talk about (laughs) a little bit more about this movie, if you don't mind me saying. A little bit more about this movie, DBE, (laughs) Mookal. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about the approach to this film. Right, yeah, the execution. <laughs> well, this is not a Dragon Ball film, or is it? Oh. Look, it's not it's even. It's got the names. It's got the world. It's yes. got some of the features. You're right, but I think inherently it's not because they start from the wrong baseline. You're right. The core of it is wrong, which is Goku, right? Yeah, it's his fucking tail all through through Dragon Ball. Yeah, to he Dragon doesn't Ball have Z. that fucking tail at all. Where's his tail? Don't he should have a tail at this point. Worry about it, Mukul. <laughs> all right, that was a dumb, stupid thing that only Japanese audiences would understand. They don't want to weigh down Justin Chapman with a bloody with a bloody monkey tail belt. All right, he had too many <laughs> flips to do. Such a handsome young man. Yeah, those wires could only hold up so much. Exactly, exactly, Mukul. But but. Let's talk about Goku's character, right? Goku, yeah. in, or lack of in the manga, Goku's or the original anime. He's you know he's he's a bit of an airhead, fish out of water, tail. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it's kind of a, a direct ripoff almost of like Journey to the West. Yeah, you know? he's like the Monkey King. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, hugely, hugely like drawn, mysterious from it. but weirdly innocent in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a kung fu genius in the in the manga as well. I think the first yes. time he ever does the Kameha Meha wave uh, or Kamehameha. Uh, uh, Master Roshi shows him once and he's like it'll take you a hundred years to perfect this yes. and then he does it straight away he's like, yeah there's none of that with this guy like he he was incompetent yep. he hadn't been training very hard for 18 years because mm. he barely learnt to touch his key or yes. whatever like, he, he doesn't ugh. care about the right things like at the start of the film as I mentioned too horny like, right yeah. yeah he's just too horny and all of mm. his motivations every key moment in Goku's journey in this film is driven by his boner. Yes. Every single one. Chi-Chi always oh, comes disgusting. in and is like, ooh, mm, mm, you can give me a kiss if you do a Kamehameha. <laughs> and then he's like, mm, I can do it in one. And then she turns yeah. the lights off and they have sex, I guess. He turns the lights off with his new airbending powers. Uh, and then they maybe have sex. Uh, and there's a couple other moments throughout it where it's just Chi-Chi being like, ooh, ooh, a little bit coy. And he's like, mm, yeah, yeah, fucking tease me, yeah. Well, again, right, like that's another the character that they butchered i think we've segued onto that well because goku 100 percent, but chi chi as well like yeah. she's she's literally just some school girl yeah. who's kind of in the world bit of a nobody just there to be with him but turns out that she fights so she is different to everyone else but she keeps it a secret like goku keeps it a secret so they've got something in common mostly. yeah right but she doesn't fight too well so goku's important yeah. and she's not going to do too much anymore oh, not to mention goku beats the absolute living yeah. shit out of her when my takes her blood turns into her and then as she's like yeah. Help me, Goku. And he's like, okay. And then just rails the actual Chi-Chi. Yeah, and like just the second she says one thing. Like, yeah. like, oh, help me, Goku. Like not even some kind of dilemma about which one are you. It's just like, well, no you've problem. asked for help, so you're obviously the good one. I mean, I guess to be fair, he, he doesn't really know her. They've talked yeah. a couple of times. He went to her party, but otherwise he's just been fucking staring at her and, and picturing her eating strawberries in the classroom. Which is exactly why you should probably pause and take a moment to understand whether or not this is the right person to exactly. kick. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, Mookle. And look, this is almost, in the, and in the worst ways, a direct flip from the manga mm. anime, right? Because Chi-Chi is like, and they're real young. They're both 12, but she's yeah. like super in love with him. Isn't and she like a bit old, like 14, 15 even? She might be. I'm not yeah. too sure. But she's like, I'm going to marry you. And the ox king's like, you're going to marry my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. And she's way too keen. And he's like, Aah! 
I'm yeah. not ready. I'm I a little boy. I don't know what women are. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of works because it's kind of, it, at the time, it was that role reversal of uh, instead the woman pursuing the man, which yeah. it makes it fundamentally less creepy in that time, but yeah. in today's time, probably just as bad. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, an almost complete flip of that and it kind of just ruins both characters. Yeah, actually, really funny. I think that's like one scene where Jamie Chung actually did some really good acting because yeah. I love that she, she does had fine. Like again, it's what they have. To oh work yeah, with. like she mm. they all do fine. But like this was the scene where she did great acting because she had to be an evil version of herself, acting innocent, and a mm. good version mm. of herself. And I really loved like the approach that she took when she was getting beaten up by Goku. She was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like, mm. like I did it horribly because that's not what it was. But like. <laughs> It seemed like a genuine Chi-Chi response. A character they gave no growth or anything. It yeah. was like, oh, that's exactly how the real one would respond. I can tell that this is the real one getting beaten up. Yeah. I found it surprisingly good. I was like, that's a great flash of acting. Uh, well, the actor had a lot of fun with the role. She said, it's fun to play the good oh, Chi-Chi, but it's also fun to play the segments. evil Chi-Chi Mughal. Continue. That's it. Uh, there's actually, uh, what, she, when she was did nervous she even to play kiss the Justin evil? Chapman. Yeah, sure. I mean, she was he's... nervous about a stage kiss. <laughs> Oh, my favorite thing is like, I think Old one Jamie of the Chung? things that makes it hard for you to take this movie seriously is mm. Jamie Chapman. His name is? Oh, Justin Chapman. Justin Chapman, sorry. Um, his face and the way that they did his makeup and the yeah. way that this film is lit, he looks like he's just in a parody movie mm. the whole time. Yes. Like, what, like not another Dragon Ball movie yeah, or dis- something. D- disaster Dragon Ball movie. Yeah. Any, yeah, just get those fucking two writers the, from the two writers of Scary Movie Mookalang. Yeah, the ones that weren't the good on. ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you also notice that Justin Chatwin can't cry? Oh, I didn't even notice there was a point. Oh, yeah, because they just wet his face a lot for the crying we, scenes, We right? only ever see him after cry or he's when he's about to cry. The second he goes to oh. cry every single time, his head goes into his knees or his hands. His face always goes oh. and hides out a shot. That motherfucker cannot stage cry. I guarantee. Yeah, it. okay. This this must just be a fever dream that I had. But wasn't there like one weirdly artistic like a death scene where like he's like got tears streaming down his face where it's clear they've just wet him or something? I think something? you're thinking of the first scene when it opens on him. We see a close-up of his face. He's sweating. And no, then we it's see different. A slow I know what motion, you're saying. Sweat droplet drop very slow motion and hit the ground yep. before we start a fight. Look, maybe that's it, but I feel like it was in like the bluish, like when he saw Gohan. Like I think there might have been something. I mean, there may have been droplets coming out of his eyes, Moogle, yeah. and he may have been s- tensing his face and shooting those two glorious veins. Oh, he definitely wasn't crying in that scene. There's no doubt. Um, yeah, just... Oh, those forehead veins. That was good, though. He, he was very tense in that one scene. Oh, so <laughs> tense. So grumpy. I think this one needs context. This one probably needs context for the audience yeah. where he's just getting bullied and he's angry about it yeah. and he kind of overreacts, but he flexes the shit out of his forehead veins like they just like a spider web erupts on his face in a split second he's like okay i'm done what a grumpy boy (laughs) and then cut into the scene you talked about earlier which is probably one of the better scenes where he Mm -hmm. makes the bullies beat themselves up by bloody dodging all their punches and making them punch each other yeah i think that was really good i feel like the forehead thing as well like that made me think Mm. oh he's gonna do a great power up but they wasted it i was like oh Oh, this is a good power up but no The best fighting scene, as you've said, is the one where he literally just, kind of Monkey King style, just sneakily allows people to beat themselves up while he dodges deftly around them. Kind of... That's a little bit of um, a trope from um, not so much Jackie Chan, but that's actually Chow Young Fat's 
jam actually he kind of does that weird stuff a lot doesn't he yeah yeah absolutely um did you see the head scrape on the car though yeah he does a little <laughs> slide across the car it's very it's very, very cute bad, that's I a think. nice little it's a nice little moment but this is the most fucked thing about this scenario right Mookle? Mm-hmm. is straight after um uh, he beats up all the bullies there's the head bully yeah. played by texas battle he lets he them comes, beat themselves up. he lets them beat themselves up yeah let's be clear he's a pacifist mm-hmm. all right? he's not allowed to fight because it's too strong he, oh that fucking line mm. at the start i know i could beat any of them with just one hand all right but I superman can't. Uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up justin i mean goku but wow. then texas battle comes out sees that his his mates have been beaten up yeah Goes at him with a fucking samurai sword. Was he that a sword? Yeah, he comes at him oh, with a God, samurai sword and ends up fucking up his own car. But there's no reason Texas Battle should think that Goku is a superhero who can avoid a fucking uh, literal katana, dude. I think he might just be a sociopathic guy who's he, rich enough he doesn't care. He's a criminal. It's, he's he's a definitely monster. a criminal. I had no idea it was a sword. Yeah, That's impressive. He just goes at it. He's like, and then he gets real upset about him fucking up his car. <laughs> So I feel like we're we're hitting this film pretty hard. We're hitting Justin Chatwin harder than anyone else. You are. I I love him. He's my favorite actor. I I think he takes it well these days. We we watch a video of him hitchhiking and being like, "Why won't you pick me up? I was in Dragon Ball." (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. Yeah, yeah. Although with a beard, you have no idea who that guy is. Like random white guy who looks a little too homeless. Twenty twenty two. Nobody knows who he is, mate. Yeah, true. Yeah, I I couldn't remember his face before I started watching the movie, and I forgot it several times during the movie. As well, you should have. Look, uh, 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 bad mouthing Justin Chatwin. Um, bad, bad adaptation. You're right, horny yep. teenage film. That's that's where we went wrong here, right? We tried oh, to yeah. make it something that Dragon Ball just wasn't. Yeah, and not only did they do that classic thing where they have to make it a teen movie, they mm. also did that really classic thing where they're too scared of the source material and think it's too wild yes. for a broad audience. Yeah. Like, one thing that was just mind-boggling is the fact that key doesn't work in any way like Dragon Ball. No. They literally refer to it as airbending. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's- Master Roshi says, you will learn all of the airbending techniques. Yeah. The Kamehameha is one of the hardest of the airbending techniques. <laughs> yep. Like, what the hell? I, ca- I love that so much. Like, was Avatar a, a cartoon then or anything? A popular cartoon? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was about in 2009. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's... I hope that that's what they were doing. They were like, like, let's oh, pretend yeah, these, that it's Avatar. Good, they know what they're doing. Let's probably take some of that source material instead, oh. eh? Drag it across to our French rules. Just call them techniques. They were always just called random techniques. That's and totally fine. I feel like maybe it was a limitation on budget and what they could do with the CGI, that they put that in as airbending, because oh, the, the, yeah, the beams themselves, okay. and let's talk about the effects, right? Because sure. They're like, uh, I don't even know. They're not even energy balls. They're like wisps. Well, yeah, they're wispy, they're like fiery, wispy, yeah. smoky things. And and again, they they look CG. They don't look like they oh, have yeah. a place in the environment, and they don't look like they would have impact. It it does feel yeah. like this is all airbending, but not strong or good airbending. No. And why is it coloured? Yes, yeah. and just no impact. Again, bloody anytime like they make everything. it, it just kind of forms in between their hands. But it doesn't feel like they are channeling their energy into it like they say because Roshi's all like the Kamehameha is as strong as you make it Uh, it's all about the power of the two side yeah now that you mention it now that I think about it this is not a movie about the strongest forces in the world fighting this is literally a movie 
about a bunch of kind of failed magicians who sometimes <laughs> wrestle each other from time to time <laughs> as they slop around with their horrible techniques. Yeah, yeah. Soon, so, uh, later on to be uh, uh, rejigged slightly and rewritten into Now You See Me and Now You See Me Too. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And to be honest, they wouldn't have made the A-team because those magicians were better than these magicians. Just looking well. at this cast list, like uh, quite a diverse cast list. I wouldn't mind seeing them in like a ragtag team up, you know? How many of them are still acting? Important <laughs> oh, question. Yeah, right. Not many. Um, but yeah, all the effects. Shit. Shit. No impact. Again, yeah, really bad. it feels like they're, they're, they're on green screens and they're on wires. They don't feel like they're in an environment when they're flying. It's yep. always weirdly like... Dragon sucks. Straight when they're flying as well. Like, yeah, flying's like, hard. I'll it, give them a defense. I, I have not seen it be done well yet. Yeah. Uh, Morbius was okay. Uh, they did the best that they yeah, could. Yeah, look, they did surprisingly okay, but it was gliding, yeah. so that doesn't count. Yeah. That's unqualified, Morbius. Yeah, you're right. You're you can right. tell as well like that... Final blast, the Kamehameha versus whatever the hell Piccolo's special beam cannon was or whatever. It wasn't special. It was just a big red fucking beam. You can tell they blew most of the budget on that shot because that was kind of a Kamehameha almost. Yeah, but then it's not because... Almost. The the red beam or the red wisps, I should say, get to Goku. Yeah. He does the Kamehameha. Then flies through it. And then it goes out like, yeah, five inches and then he just flies forward with it. You know, yeah. so he does a bloody, I guess, like a dragon, dragon punch, dragon fist through a Kamehameha. But it just, again, it looks dumb. It, it, it just looks dumb. It's just not it. It's not it. You know, yeah. th- th- there was a great moment there to have the clashing fucking energy beams in the center. Have that moment of tension. You know, oh yeah. Of course, it's a, it's a classic Dragon Ball Z trope. Push it to a little bit. Push it to a little bit. Then fucking summon all your power just as it's about to hit you. Push through yeah. it and boom, goes up and hits him. You know, it feels earned that way mm-hmm. right particularly because goku the whole time roshi's like oh by the way we've got to go fight ozaru and piccolo in two days and yeah. you're not fucking ready so i'm gonna go get another bloody evil containment box and i'm gonna do this real sly on the side because you're not ready yeah uh, i'm gonna fuck it up that would have felt more earned at the end then it would have felt like yeah okay maybe he wasn't ready but no he's got it within him you know the power within him yeah because he does accept it turns out oh surprise surprise goku was fucking ozaru all along yeah uh, and like if you don't know what that means audience it's because we didn't mention it too much he was the disciple we mentioned all the way at the disciple of piccolo from 2000 years ago yeah and it's goku for some reason and piccolo knows it for some reason yeah he's like oh by the way you're ozaru yeah he's like no i'm not i'm here to kill ozaru and it's like piccolo didn't know goku existed before this point piccolo had had no 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 dealings with maybe goku's 2000 i guess guess mai has has dealt with them so she she kind of knows who they are but there's no investigation on she's not like oh by the way one of the kids is ozaru he's just like you are Ozaru, accept it. <laughs> Goku is a shell. And then Goku goes, and turns into a fucking werewolf. Yeah. Uh, not a fucking ape. He doesn't look like an 100% ape. 100% like, like, like kind of large-ish werewolf. Yeah, like like he's he's like half a metre taller, maybe. Yeah. Compared yeah. to what he's supposed to turn into, which is a great ape, which are fucking towering monsters of things. Oh, yeah, like almost two stories tall or something. they destroy planets and cities, right? Because they yeah. just stomp everything. But this is just like a real buff. It's real... Like Hulk from the Incredible Hulk TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou, Lou, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I agree. That's the equivalent. It's just shit. And the way they introduce it is just like, it doesn't line up. There's so many continuity errors with how they introduce it. It's yep. mostly just overdubbed as well. I reckon yep. they literally added that plot line in 
well after filming was done and the script was written. I think you're absolutely right, Mogul. I think you're absolutely right because the whole Ozaru, the whole Grade 8 plot just kind of keeps coming into it. They're just like, yeah, but like here's all this stuff about Piccolo over. and oh, fuck Ozaru as well. Who's important? We're scared like, oh, of Ozaru, not Piccolo Piccolo's back, reason. he's collecting the Dragon Balls. Oh, also remember Goku. By the way, we never told disciple. you. Ozaru, remember him. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Ugh. by the um, way, I don't know how Piccolo came back. No one ever explained it. Yeah, nor nor will they, nor do they, nor do they yeah. care to. Uh, and then he's, and then Goku turns fucking into a Zaro, as we mentioned. But it's okay, and it doesn't matter to be one. He has to be two. He has to accept that he is Goku and Azaru to become one. Then he merges into to, to back to Goku, and his eyes turn red, which I guess is like a, a, an homage to like ten times bloody key. Yeah, maybe. I could believe it. I'll accept it. Any homage that they're going to pretend, I'll take that. Uh, and then he does that stupid, wispy, shitty Kamehameha, which he flies through uh, Piccolo's shitty, wispy, red Kamehameha <laughs> and knocks him to the ground unconscious. Well, yeah, and you're right, because it's so good, because Gohan set up these two sayings, right? The whole thing yep. where it's like, you, you have to be a good guy and a bad guy or some shit and trust that within yourself or yeah. whatever. And also, the, right after that, he drops that bullshit from the start, which is, first rule, there are no rules. Yeah. And then does nothing that has anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah. And it was that classic, like, the, the music was swirling uh-huh. a little bit as the crescendo was beginning, as he said his powerful one-liner, as he finally felt the source of it. But it none of it made any sense. No, no. And he didn't care about it. The no. journey didn't feel earned. You didn't want Justin nah. Chatwin to win this. If anything, Piccolo seemed like he had more interesting backstory and more of a character yeah. hiding behind the character that they didn't give him because obviously James Masters gave too much of a shit about Piccolo. Yeah. I, I would like have a much, hard much rather seen an origin film about this uh, from Piccolo's perspective. <laughs> uh, I don't think I would have the way they were doing it, but yeah. it could have been better. But yeah. this could have been better, right? Like this storyline could have been far better than Piccolo's origin mm. but it was just bad and I think so much source material to work with as yeah. well right well it's very clear the writer didn't want to pay any attention to the he literally material. said I read I read it he literally <laughs> said he did this for a paycheck full yeah, stop that's what it. he wrote it for so bingo that's why it is what it I is, love because right. I phoned it in so what I was gonna do yeah. what I wanted to take us to is I want to take us to hey we've been beating on this movie let's talk about some good things yeah. but to be honest Nelson Master Roshi was pretty good. Piccolo was yes. pretty good. Yes. Let's just let's just yeah, stop beating this dead horse and finish it off. I reckon. Let's yeah. wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right, Mookle. Uh, we've already spent almost more time talking about this than most of the runtime of the film, Mookle. Uh, yeah. Uh, which uh, this is certainly more entertaining and, and 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 accurate to the source material as well than this fucking film is. Yeah. Yeah, this one not really capturing the source material. Clearly, this no. is a real like Super Mario Brothers style adaptation into live action. I don't it's... think it even deserves that credit. Well, At least they were swinging for the fans, right? Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. This, this one is just a... smushed a blanket script from a yeah. teen movie and then slapped Dragon Ball on top. Yeah, yeah, but not so much slapped it on yeah. so much as. Yeah, had it playing on the background in a television? Yeah, yeah, probably pretty much that's just like, about oh, it. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll take that. There we go. On pop, mute. Pop that in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just saw, saw, saw the subtitles. Just that's saw a name. orange and yellow we'll every now that. and then and yep. some blue every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> so, Michael, I don't think this is going to come to a surprise to our audience. Real bad film, real bad film question mark for this one. Well, Nelson, Ooh. so... As I was saying my last line about this movie, one thing that I realized mm-hmm. is that it's a real bad film. Yeah. Good yeah. question. 
No. Oh, no question, no question mark. mark. Exclamation mark, if yeah. you don't mind me saying so. Yeah. It's not even an interesting exploration into what's done wrong. Like, yeah. It's, it's not... Yeah, like, they just didn't care. That's all it's, it is. Yeah, it's not deviated like, there's no heart. enough from not the source like material to be interesting, but it's not close enough to the source material to be yeah. I- interesting. It's and if you didn't like the source material, it's not an interesting enough movie that's logically consistent enough alone. that you You're care. You're absolutely yeah. right. It absolutely does not stand alone Don't watch it. Film. Don't fucking watch it. Don't it's an watch hour it. and 15 minutes. It's very quick. Fuck, if this I has did really like piqued your curiosity, you go, go for it. Right, but that's on you, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, go and watch. We put the disclaimer out. Any of the several other Dragon Ball fucking uh, series that are out there, yeah, films look that at are the out there, Garlic Junior Saga or whatever. Hey, yes, one of the one of the non canonical sagas. Yeah, uh, sagas. the best. Funnily enough, Michael, and this is a fact, I think that's a nice one to end on. Ooh. Akira Toriyama, uh, the creator of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, uh, mm-hmm. he was an executive producer on this film, and he was all about it. He was like, I like that yeah, they're taking yeah, yeah. a new director. Direction. Then he saw the film, <laughs> and this is this film is actually what prompted Akira Toriyama to then go and make Battle of the Gods and continue the Dragon Ball Z story through through Super. Yeah, so we actually okay. wouldn't, and which is very it's a, it's a great series in my opinion. Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan. Much. Better I didn't even really like Dragon Ball Z at all, but no, yeah, really super, good. Super tightens it up. A lot of good character love there. Um, yeah. So we do actually have this film to thank, if for nothing else, Michael, Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. And for that. I think it makes it worthwhile, but it does the not Revenge make series it that came real after. bad film, question mark. It is still real bad film. Yeah, I think it was trash. Yes, and that wraps up the bloody 2009 film, DBA, Dragon Ball Evolution. Or should I say bloody Div devolution hey michael took a couple hey, of steps just back like in the mario brothers too am i right hey, 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 wait maybe, one <laughs> maybe we'll get to it in time Mookle, which means it's time for everybody's Favorite segment. Ooh, death count again, second time. Nothing gets done if you're not horny. Your boner will solve your problems. Pitch that sitch. That's right. It's sure. time for pitch that sitch. Well, according to bloody Goku and the writers of this film, mate, the segment where me and Michael pitch each other sequels for the piece of shit fucking Dragon Ball movies we're watching. Yeah, nice. And that's what the segment is from now on. Just Dragon Ball movies yep. that we're watching. Yep, that's what we're Even doing. if it's not linked to the movie that we're watching, we'll watch a separate Dragon Ball movie that week and mm. we'll pitch a sitch to it. And there are a couple of other Dragon Ball films. Oh, yeah. As well. They're one all cartoons, wanna... which people think it makes them worse. There's actually two other live actions. One from 1990, no, one is. from 1991. And the one from 1991, a personal favourite of mine that I would like us to come back and look at, an unlicensed property that <laughs> does Dragon Ball better than fucking Dragon Ball Evolution did. I don't think it'd be hard, to be honest. No. I think most Superman movies do Dragon Ball better than this one. Yeah, yeah. We're saying Superman 4. Well, even... There's two of them. Yeah. We're talking about the Battle of the Gods saga anyway. Yeah. We've got Goku Black and we've got everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that, is, <laughs> is that a segue into your bloody Pitch That Sitch, Mookle? Uh, no. Oh. My Pitch That Sitch going to be short and sweet like this movie Ooh. and it may have as little substance, Nelson. Yeah, good. The less, the better. So this movie cuts into Jordan O'Gorgon, the lead character in this play in Goku. What's his name? Oh, Justin Chatwin. <laughs> Old Jorgen O'Gorgon. Jorgen O'Gorgon from <laughs> now on is much better. Yeah, yeah. Jorgen O'Gorgon from the fame of Shame Long yeah. and Dongle Blong Ever Long Dong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, we cut to him. Yes. Um, and he is on the TV. Yes. And we see mm. as 
the final cutscene of Dragon Ball Evolution um, just finishes on his TV, Goku's Ooh. TV. Yeah. And he has just found out that he is a character in this shitty movie that he just watched and didn't like himself. Oh. So he's going meta. through a huge crisis. Yeah, very yeah, meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he looks straight into the audience's eyes, <laughs> breaks the fourth wall. Literally. Literally. It's some sort of new technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can feel it. Yeah, exactly. And he does the wispiest, most wispy Kamehameha that you've ever seen to channel himself into the writer's room <laughs> and he kills the writer who made this movie <laughs> with a real wispy Kamehameha that kind of like caresses his cheek and then snaps his neck. You've been, um, you've been talking to Justin Chatwin, mate? Is, is, is that one a of thing? The, is this one of the dreams he had post-DBE? So part of the body's <laughs> post-traumatic stress disorder that he got? Yeah, uh, there was actually like a podcast that he did about it where that was his dream oh, uh, was to kill. He, he, he Obviously, he was joking, but yeah, he, he talks about how he wished he had killed the writer who made this movie as mm. opposed to start in it. Mm. He would have been doing us all a favour, I think. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, nice tight that's pitch. It, that's that my pitch. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a basically of... a rip-off of uh, Deadpool story. I'd, I'd like to just see it as like the post-credits, <laughs> to be honest, than this one. Oh, that would have made nice it almost tidbit. all worth it. Like, like... And then Piccolo just like puts a blanket over the entire screen. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. <laughs> Um, excellent, excellent pitch that sitch, Mookal. Um, yeah, yeah, I love it. I yeah. love it. Dark, creepy, um, but mm-hmm. it gives me the satisfying conclusion I was hoping from this one for sure. <laughs> yeah, Mookal, I'm gonna Vengeance go. Vengeance paid. Yeah, sure does. Thank you very much, Boot Moon. Mm. Vengeance paid. He's uh, hope. Yeah, right. I'm hope now. <laughs> I am Pete. I am love. I'm wet, but <laughs> I'm hopeful. <laughs> Like I was at the start, <laughs> and you were in the end. Oh, mate, nickel for every time I've had that issue, but <laughs> but hopeful. Well, my body pitched that sitch, Mookal. I'm also going to go a direct sequel for this one, but I'm going to do Ooh. it with the same bloody writer. <laughs> Double the Bad paycheck, choice. half the effort, right? They thought that was I a good... I don't think that's a that good... That was a good motivator for him, but it wasn't. It was the wrong <laughs> motivator. He just wanted the yeah, money okay. and he didn't care about the end product. So He's like, if I got away with what I did last time and you're paying me more, why would I care? <laughs> exactly, exactly, Mookal. And he doesn't. Uh, he cares so little, in fact. This, this film really set, seemed like it wanted to be Dragon Ball Z, like it wanted to set up Dragon mm-hmm, Ball Z at mm-hmm. least. Uh, but uh, fuck it, this guy's just like, nah, don't even worry about it. Dragon yeah. Ball Z's too long. Can't turn that into a body film. What does he do? Grab the body sequel series. Ooh, Ooh. no, not Super. Fucking GT. He adapts uh. GT into a movie and he only adapts, the, let's say, the Super 17 saga, which is sure, like five episodes. That means things and to has me. continuity all through it anyway. It has continuity. That's good. No, I mean, errors. <laughs> oh, okay. Goku yeah, yeah. straight up changes from like Super Saiyan 3 kid to Super Saiyan 4 in the middle of an episode. It makes no sense. Oh, yeah. wow. We don't get to see yelling for 20 minutes? That's, no. That's a rip-off. I know, right? But 20, fi- 20 minutes of this film is going to be yelling, Mookal, because he's extended the runtime from 1.15 nice. to 1.35 just to have just that 20 yelling. minutes of screaming. But yeah. it's him yelling in a black room <laughs> into the camera, <laughs> just <laughs> periodically. It's him yelling in a dimly lit room, yeah. almost black, directly into Justin Chatwin's face, who is taped to a chair. And he's taking it. He's, yeah. he's applauding. He's, he's offering him a larger contract. <laughs> he, and Justin Chapman's wearing a, a badge that says Goku. 
And the rider's wearing a badge that says Super 17. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. nice. I like that. Hey, those budget cuts, they'll, they'll get to you. Well, yeah, yeah. He doubled his payments. Yeah, that's right. Cut the budget down <laughs> yeah. to uh, half a million dollars. And then he took most of that and then just How kidnapped this guy Justin Chatwin, I think, time. is what he did. <laughs> I don't think he got paid. And I don't think that this movie is real. Crisp, uh, he got a crisp 500k for, for, for writing the original. All right, and I'll tell you what, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I'd find And what a that. crisp pitch that suit. Oh, thank you very much. And everyone, if you're thinking about bloody enjoying some Dragon Ball content, then don't watch this or GT. We'll see you next week. You'll see you next week. Sounds vaguely familiar, but uh, everyone, we'll be right back with the Real Boys films, Real Bad Boys. (laughs) Question mark. Sure. All right. That's the one. Oh, just just I thought you said something about a death vehicle. And that I... usually means it's time for Death Count. Death Count? Oh, hey, Chi Chi, uh, Death Count. What? You yeah. seemed upset at yourself for that. Yeah, I was. Alright, well that's the one. <laughs> oh, okay, go cool. Let's get on this death count. There you go, there's my oolong. It's a little bit better. Who's oolong?